0: Hey guys, I'm Jillian Tara, and you're listening to Chasing Fashion. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm here today with Marcel Schlott and Nicolas Simonou from Kiteblut. Uh, Kiteblut is a limitless symbiosis between art, photography, fashion music and media and each issue works as a platform for artists to showcase their personal interpretation and point of view thanks for joining me
1: welcome to berlin hi thank you
0: <laughs> so first i'd like us to go ahead and start talking about what you guys both did prior to coming together and forming uh the meg
1: yeah um six seven years ago um i was it was on a sunday afternoon with a friend of mine in a park And I just saw something on TV about online magazines, So that's a new thing, Uh, independent publications. And um, I had so many different jobs uh, before, but I was never really happy about it. Then I saw that on TV and I thought, oh, that's something I would like to do. So and first we started as a summer project. Nicola and I, we have been a couple during that time. Okay. Yeah. And um, then from one day to another, I came up with the idea. Oh, I'm doing a magazine. And um, I remember that you told me that one of your dreams was always to make a magazine. And oh, um, wonderful! You know, um, I, I just came home like, oh, I make a magazine now. <laughs> so, first he didn't want to join. But then at one point he joined. We founded the company together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Kaltrud was born. That's it.
0: Great. So, you have, uh, what is your background more like? Creative. I've seen that you did photography, and you as well were graphic design. Uh, Nicolas, why don't you talk a bit more about what you did prior?
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. so I came from uh, France. I mean, I studied in Paris. Like, I had a bachelor in art design, which is a mix between a uh, product, interior, a graphic design. And after this, I uh, worked for Maison Martin Margela in Paris at the graphic um, at the uh, sorry at the uh, interior design department for one year, it was pretty amazing. Then I moved to Berlin, like, and then when I went to Berlin, I did a lot of, I was assistant for some artists, I did the uh, um, display for the Galerie Lafayette, worked for Zalando as graphic designer, and then, yeah, I mean, after this I met uh, Marcel, and I mean, the funny thing was like, when I was uh, studying um, uh, my bachelor, I always have this idea, yeah, I really want to have a magazine, that would be super cool. And so, like, yeah, Marcel said, like, he said, like, he came home once and he said, Oh, you have this idea of magazine, but the thing is, like, you have such a strong personality. So I remember, but like, oh, yeah, so I have this idea, we should do this and this. And we're like, No, I want to do like this. And I'm like, Okay, so do your stuff. And you know what? Like, let's not like yeah. fight at the moment. Of course. And then at some point, like, the old first project crashed. And we're like, Okay, now let's start it again and let's do it together. And that was like, yeah. It's fair, kind yeah, kind of good, exactly, yeah.
0: Oh, wonderful. So the first project, was that you on your own doing Honk? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So you did Honk and then. It wasn't really moving where you wanted to and then you guys came together and decided to work together
1: no not really okay. like um honk went really well here in germany but it yes. was like i said before just a project taking some friends being creative to do something and then it turned out successful here for germany because we found a niche that nobody did before okay. with honk um so my fashion editor during the time editor in question mark a friend of mine who, okay. who was in, in charge for fashion she introduced me to her flatmate and that girl she studied um, media communication and is an office person because I'm not an office person letters I throw and uh, I hate office stuff and dealing yeah. with people so she introduced me to that girl and um, we worked nice together from that day she joined the team deadlines were working the team was working So but after two or three weeks, she asked me if I want to found a company with her. And I said, oh, no, you know, I just know you a couple of weeks. Um, Let's speak again in two or three months, because if we found a company, I need to know with who I'm founding the company. That was the last day I have seen her. (laughs) So she she disappeared for, (laughs) for a while and I tried to contact her and nothing was working. And then from one day to another in January, five years ago, six years ago, I woke up in the morning and um, I wanted to go on our web page and the backup and I could read on my own web page that we left the, the magazine and um, that she owns it now, etc. So nothing was in my hand anymore. I went to her place trying to contact her mm-hmm. to make the story a little bit shorter. In the end, she stole everything. So behind mm-hmm. our back, she founded a company on Hong. She wrote letters to the server company. So everything was just. Gone, um, but in, I'm not this kind of person that I give up, especially when you kick of me course. in the ass like this. Of um, so I was crying for a couple of days about it, finding solutions. The entire team was behind me, and then we had a meeting together, and then we decided we go on. Now we want to show that girl how it works, of and um, the one-year Hong birthday party was in the end the first kaltblut mm-hmm. party. And, um, you know, the name Kaltblut has two meanings. At first, is a horse race, with cold-blooded horses or animals, cold-blooded animals, because okay. they are like chill, calm down, easygoing. Um, oh, that's what, like we, that. what we want to do also with the magazine. And then her action was so cold-blooded that we came up with, with Kaltblut. And that was also then the point that Nicola joined the team, Um, I was home crying and desperate uh, like oh, what shall I do and then we decided to go on and found our own company and make it more professional and in the end she did us a favor because Mm. she she with the whole drama she put us from a project to something professional Um, the new name worked much better than honk yeah Um, we decided to go with a German name so in the end it's all good
0: yeah well it's great I mean like you said before it was just known really more in Germany right even though it was doing so well here now you guys have uh, Kiteblut and it's international yep that's awesome so I guess not everyone who's listening knows exactly what you guys do if you guys want to discuss a little bit more the platform and how things work work with curation of um, submitted content and stuff like that
1: Yeah. So um, we have both systems, right? We have the print magazine and and the the webpage. Let's talk first about the webpage because it's a little bit different both.
0: Okay, great.
1: So um, in general, we are publishing art, fashion, and music because we also think that everything is linked to each other. And um, our main focus are the youngsters, the unknown one, the people without lots of money, be it in fashion, art, and music artists without big agencies, um, because I worked for so many years in, in media in front and behind of the camera as a photographer, actor, hosting TV shows and the list goes on. But I always had the feeling if you are not the best friend of an editor in chief or a fashion editor as a young artist, there's no chance for you to be published. It's all about the big brands. It's all about making money. It's all about paid content. and um, I saw a niche, I saw something missing in between, you know, like a magazine, a platform which gives independent artists a voice and, in, you know, teams. Um, also, we see a little bit as curators, as teachers, helping young artists to find their space in the art, fashion and music world. Um, for the webpage, we work with submissions I would say 90% it's submissions on the web page. Um 10% we go directly to artists and ask them if they want to produce something or they contact us and we give them commission letters. We help them to
2: produce the stories. Great. Um yeah, with the art part, you want to say how you do it? Yeah, I mean I think that's pretty much what you said like I think like it all started because it was also the beginning of this like um, a Tumblr era and Facebook era like from like yeah 5 6 years ago when we realized that actually we have around so many people that are so talented and then like we can see online, but that they couldn't get to an established like a magazine or like platform or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's like, for example, when you wanna do an exhibition and you go to a gallery and the gallery are gonna ask you, oh, can you tell me like uh, in which gallery you were exhibited before? But you're like, yeah, but I don't have one, but if you don't get me the first chance, like no one's gonna do it. So that was really the plan. And like, uh, for me, I mean, that's pretty much to select like there's a lot of um, submission, but I also like to go on myself and like, spending hours on Tumblr or Instagram to find new people, because that's really where everything is happening, especially now in this like digital era. It's really interesting to find new people that I don't have like so many, yeah, like so much um, 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 visibility or stuff like this. So that's what we try to do. Yeah. Also for the
1: art part, in the beginning, we decided to take a lot of illustration um, into the art part because we always had the feeling that illustrations are Underrepresented. Um, yeah. They are used so for articles, you know, as little gimmicks, but mm-hmm. there are so many really good illustrators in the world and um, nobody is doing proper interviews with them, giving them the space yeah. they deserve. And the same with um, young fashion brands. And um, yeah, so that's how the, um, the web page works. works. Okay. And um, same with music. We have a music editor, Ni- um, Nicola. We are focusing more on on the indie stuff instead of the big brands, uh, big bands, and also with fashion and art. Because there are so many major publications for the big brands and artists, mm-hmm. the world doesn't need another one. Exactly. You know, and um, yeah, as we said before, it's really difficult as a young artist to get recognized also a lot of young artists they know how to build their brand or know how to do their artwork or their fashion but they have no idea how to use social media or pr etc yeah. that's also something where we thought we could help you know we can present them to our readers we can present them on our social medias to the world and um you know it's always good to get paid for your word work but I'm more happy that I discover sometimes designers, artists, and then two three years later, I see them in Vogue, I see them on Paris Fashion Week, they give big con- uh, concert, and I'm sitting on my sofa and I'm like the proud daddy. That's, you yeah. know, that's my payment that's wonderful. For, for all the work we do.
0: So why don't we talk a, a bit about, I guess, a success story or um, an individual whose career you guys have Helps launch that you're especially proud of?
1: There are a couple of designers here from, for example, Florian Matte doing Berlin Fashion Week uh, three weeks ago. We hosted a fashion installation and um, we just selected one designer from the UDK, Universität der Künste here in, in Berlin to showcase his collection during Berlin Fashion Week to bloggers, press people, buyers. So, He is shooting now three music videos with his fashion. He's invited to London Fashion Week to show the collection and he found three stores worldwide. All the people contact him because of our fashion event. So, and he only has one collection. It's a graduate collection, just samples. Nothing Uh is in production. And only because of that one event, he is going his way now, you know, and um, this is something really really nice also for the art part i don't know how many artists we've published and nobody knew them before Before, and now you go on tumblr and instagram and it's full with them or for the music part there's that austrian um, rapper artist candy can he's way over the top lots of hello kitty it's weird what he's doing but we have been the first magazine um who publishing uh, who published his work and now he has a co- um, contract with Diesel, with Nicola Formacetti, campaigns, performing in New York and Tokyo, all because of Kalblut. Oh, That's amazing. I, I, you guys I, must be so proud. It's, it's really nice. It's really nice. And um, also, what we recognized over the years, if you build and us or help those artists okay um we always call them part of the cult family like your official mm. part of the culture family and then they stick with us they always come first to us for a video premiere or a lookbook or whatever it is or there's that model melanie gaydos um she's from new york actually she has been on our noir issue yeah, a couple the of years ago um, and it's a beautiful human being she's handicapped she has a lot of genetics defects and um, nobody wanted to put her on the cover or work with her as a model but she's born for this mm-hmm. and um, she's so beautiful without that hair mm-hmm. and all those stuff going on on her skin etc so we put her on the cover and also now she is a really well-known model she she's working for lots of international designers she's doing Rammstein music videos Um, traveling the world because of the kalblut magazine cover when the cover came out i got phone calls from poland from the us from tv shows inviting her um, for talks etc so because we were brave enough to put her on the cover Mm -hmm. even with all those diseases which is in the fashion world something you know they love this kind of people but on the other hand it's so racist and weird um yeah and to see her now two or three years later walking the catwalk in Paris, in new york is just oh yes really, that's really, really nice
0: <clears throat> oh that's so awesome it's nice because <clears throat> with instances like this everyone's reaching out to you and everyone's knocking on your door and you realize how much reach you guys have like you clearly have a massive platform and for you to be using it like this for such good is really awesome
2: yeah, I think, like, I mean, I remember, like, when you were, like, talking about this cover, because, I mean, we were talking about this for, like, weeks, like, do we do it or not do it? And you're we like, yes, I mean, of course, I mean, it doesn't have to change anything just because um, the way she looks, actually, I mean, like, the cover is great, the shoot is great, like, the, the dress is perfect, I mean, everything is there. I mean, it's actually all about what cult Calp- what *Kylie* is, exactly. is about. And,
1: um, I also remember that some stores um, they didn't want to take that issue in, in the newsstand because, like, a really famous—I'm not dropping a name now—but a really famous museum here in, in Europe, they called us that they don't take the magazine because their customers could be offended by her. But why? She has no hair on the head, and that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and. Um, i don't get it but that's in general something i don't get in that art fashion music world in one hand they want to be so open-minded but actually it's all about politics of course you know you have to pleasure your customers as a magazine i understand as a major 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 magazine that you print tits or penises or whatever Mm -hmm. because you have all the big brands and they pay the bill but we don't have that so we are completely free to take something somebody different um also we have a rule like every rule it's there we break it if you tell me it can be only two fonts on on the cover we do three fonts if you tell me there can't be a penis or a tit in a magazine we do it inside just because we can and we yes. want and somebody has to break the rules of
0: course we need so many more rule breakers Yeah. I think that's so great. And it's interesting, too, a lot of these bigger publications or organizations, you know, more the dinosaurs, they're always saying, like, no, this is what our customers want, we don't want to offend them, we don't want to lose our customers, but at the end of the day, they're coming from such a place of power that they're the ones influencing what their customers like. So it's because of them that maybe their customers would be offended by that, you know? So, I mean, it's 2018, and... It's great but that you guys
1: are you doing just, what you should. You just said a really interesting point because they don't want to hurt their customers. It's never about the readers. It's always about the customers. It's never Very about true. the artist or the readers. They want to pleasure the customers who put money in. Mm-hmm. And we want to pleasure our readers and the artist. And if we can make money out of it in the end, great. Because we also have to pay our bills and the productions. Of course. But it's never the main idea behind it and that's different with all those major magazines also um, with the print issue we decided in the beginning for sure we do advertorials because we have to pay the bills but then bring the customers to the point that we do the advertorial like we think our readers would accept it also <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know that they don't dictate us what to do and um, if you have a look in Vogue magazine every single page is paid Every single page. Oh
0: my god, I hate Every that. word,
1: every article, every shoe they're writing about, like the sneaker is nice, that bracelet, that designer, it's because somebody paid for it. And um, so many women sitting there and they're reading it and they like that stuff and they save money to buy the handbags for 2000 euros just because somebody paid a publication to tell them this is trend. And that's mm-hmm. something we don't do. Um, if we do editorials, it's a photo story and an interview with an artist. But we are not selling stuff. We
2: don't stand behind and we don't believe in. This is something really important for mm-hmm. for us.
0: That's really great. We're here to say
2: something. No, I was going to say like that was always what we say. We say like because we don't have this uh, major uh, uh, advertising uh, uh, going for us, then we should also like keep it the way we like it. I mean like that's what Master said also, like we're not. I mean like we have, of course, like to pay our bills in the production, but like we both have like side jobs um, uh, on the side. And especially because that's what we create and what we like, we were like, okay, till where like can we go to accept, you know, some like concession or whatever, but like the the idea we have and we're like, no, I mean, we're not gonna put something in the magazine that we don't like. And if someone is gonna say, oh, you cannot do that and that's something you wanna do, then we're just not gonna accept it because we don't have this pressure, which is, nice actually in a way yeah. it's hard to have like yeah like like anyway you have like maybe less money for production or whatever but you have more freedom so it's a bit like but also both side. i sleep better with that kind of of course
1: because
0: um, then you know you know that you're yeah. free you're doing what you believe in yeah. something you actually it has integrity and yeah. you stand behind it but
1: Al- also the pressure i mean for sure we try to do it's we're still on our way how to produce it and how to do it right so there was also a time in between where we thought okay we have to pleasure customers also because we need want to print more issues or we want a bigger office mm-hmm. and um i think it was a really difficult time because then you have the pressure from the agencies the customers this is not right this is not right they don't like the photos here and there and I couldn't sleep during that time. And then you put so much work in and then the customer hated in the end, you know, and um, then you still have to fight over the money. So there was a time where we lost a little bit our identity and Mm -hmm. also what we stand for. And um, that's why we took a little break for like a year now with the print magazine. That's why in the last year there is no magazine because we said we need to breathe and we need to get back to our roots Mm -hmm. and overthink it instead of putting another magazine on the market, we are not standing behind it anymore. Mm-hmm. So now we st- want to start again in 2018. We just had a big brainstorming about it and it's time to bring Kallboot back on paper. Oh my God. <laughs> so this
0: is perfect timing, yes,
1: right? Yeah. This is, <laughs> very exciting. This is really exciting. So
0: wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So now that you guys are getting back into um, seriously creating the publication, uh, I am curious about what goes into picking the theme for each uh, issue? Like, where do you guys pull inspiration from? And how do you decide that this is the theme for this issue?
2: Actually, I think that's really cool because we always, like, sit with set. And that's why I think really, like, the team works really well because we're so different, okay. like, on a lot of things. But in, in a way, when it comes to look for, like, theme or whatever, we're just going to sit for hours. And we say, okay, what do you want? And he said, I want this, this, this. And I'm like... Okay, this word I like. I like the idea of this, but I don't like this. I like this, this, this. And at the end of the day, we always find a... I mean, we never really... I think we never really fight over, like... No. Uh, like, I mean, proper fight. Like, it I just, mean, sometimes you have, like, discussion for covers, especially when it comes for the cover. Sometimes it can be one, <laughs> two oh days God. a week. Maybe a whole week. <laughs> a week, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, it was... But otherwise, we talk a lot. And actually, I think that's really, really cool. Like, we always manage to find, at the end, spending the time and find, like, something where we both And I I think it's it's because
1: we built a team around us Mm -hmm. who do it not for their own ego, you know, but in in fashion, it's all about the ego, the ego. I have problem with PR agencies because it's just about egos, egos, egos. They're focusing more what to wear on an event instead of featuring artists or their brand. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something we don't do and it's always, a team decision for sure at one point if there's no no final point i take over because i'm the editor-in-chief and um, i also think i have a good feeling what's on zeitgeist or not but it's always a team decision also with the theme and sometimes the theme pops up in the middle of the night during the talks or we have a basic idea, and then we have Nicola, our music editor. She's from from the UK, and then she comes up with a different name for the theme, but the same idea, but the same okay. meaning, and then it just it, it starts on its own.
0: So it really seems like you guys have a very organic creative process. You know, you'll sit and talk, and an idea is born, and then it just kind of evolves yeah. the way that it should.
1: Yeah. and then we just go with the flow, also yeah. with the production and um, there's always um, a plan how many pages for each each section are, are saved and then every editor can fill it with his own ideas and um, not with like a major magazine, the editor in chief tells the music editor, you interview this and that one. Yeah. Or tells the art editor, do this and that. And mm. we, I don't do that and um, same with with the fashion part. And um, it's also half, half, half of it is submissions, half of it is production on our own. And, um, you yeah, we like to do the print. It's always nice. And it's especially when you work as an online platform, which is our main job. Yeah. But in the evening, you close the laptop and you switch off the mobile phone and then it's gone. You know, it's just you work so hard and you spend so many hours living in the Internet, actually. And then it's just nothing is there you know it's all in your mind yeah. it's all just zeros and ones somewhere <laughs> in mm-hmm. the internet in the matrix, yeah. you know and um so when we decided to print the first print issue i will never forget this it was like a baby um, mm-hmm. i couldn't stop touching it and oh, smelling it i love that touching it the entire night and um we did a launch event in cologne mm-hmm. on a big fair on an art fair you get invited to present the magazine there and i remember that the first guy who wanted to buy the magazine? He he was holding it, and I didn't want to give it to him. We were Aww. like for a minute, <laughs> yeah. for the really like a a baby. Yeah, mm. and um, that's why we also miss the print, and we want to go back because it's something, you know, like you're holding yeah. in your in your hands. The smell. Yeah, you know? the it's smell. The feel of the
0: paper. I love the smell. Like
1: go, going to the print company to pick it up. It's just like.
0: Seeing it come to life—it's yeah. just so exciting. Yeah. or it
1: happened twice to me that I took the underground and I saw people uh, sitting with a magazine and reading. You know, and you—you're ah. you're just sitting five meters away, and you think it's your baby. Oh. You know, it's you and your team. You did it. Yeah. And now some
2: girl is sitting in the underground and reading it. That's it's so wonderful. It happened to me once. Also, like when you see someone in the street with the magazine, you'll be like. Oh. i bet that's literally like the moment right that's what you're doing this for exactly exactly that's the moment (laughs) that's really nice
0: i love that so since you guys started um in the digital space and now you have the print which is so important i'm so glad to see that you guys move that direction because it's it's interesting most people start with the print especially the older bigger companies and they have a hard time transitioning to digital so it's You know almost like amazon they start online and then they have actual stores and you're very part of like the like current generation which is great um we're about to say something yeah
1: um with the print we we also thought when when we thought about let's make a print yeah for young artists it's still print you know like you can you can put your your work online everywhere you build Mm -hmm. a tumblr you build your own wordpress and then it's there and you can spread it on every um social media but I remember my first photography story I did as a photographer or as a model, and then I saw myself in a in a printed magazine. It's something you keep for the rest of your life. And yeah. we wanted to give that feeling also to the young artist. Also taking the internet generation, um, you know, like I'm 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 born before internet started and I know with the magazines that we took out papers and we put it on the wall because I want to have the sneaker six months later, um, or my first photo story. Um, I kept it like, uh, something really important, you know, yeah, I want to give you that, treasured yeah, it. Yeah. And I wanted to give that feeling also to young artists, mm-hmm. and especially to the generation who are born during that internet time, you know, like that, it's, it's yeah, something, completely, something, more tangible. Yeah, something completely different. And, um, the yas is losing it a little bit they are so forward with mm-hmm. all those technology for mobile phones and computers but they' kind of lost it the print process the,
0: like the magic of it yeah. yeah well especially if so many of the magazines they look at these days are all advertisers <coughs> too so it's not really as like magical no. and as important I know one of my favorite things to do is to go to like an indie fashion publication store where they have you know you guys id days like all of the mm-hmm. like less known i mean at least to the mass market yep. publications <laughs> it's really great since you guys are online with instagram i'm sure that's a wonderful tool but i feel like at the same time it also might hurt with people only ever looking at posts on there and giving you guys likes and how is it that you guys are able to transition followers to um, your website to look at actual content and then buy the magazine
1: to be honest we don't give a fuck really <laughs> <laughs> no, can you say no. that louder <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's wrong to say we don't give a fuck for sure we also take care and try to get them from Instagram to the web page okay. or from Facebook to the web page. And um, actually, Facebook is dead, just that, you know. Oh my God, it, d- it died <laughs> like so no many years no traffic ago. anymore and for a publication, it's just a waste of time. And um, But on the other hand, we don't give a fuck. It's also right because... Uh, it's like being a slave of social media nowadays as a publication. Mm. I'm spending hours of text and that brand needs a tag here and there. And then we have so much content and to put it all on just one photo with a couple of lines and text can be so stressful. And so at one point I decided I don't even look how many likes a photo has. Mm-hmm. I don't look how many comments. The only thing I don't allow is bad comments about any artist or models on the photos it happened from time to time i just delete it if somebody writes me that girl is too thin or too fat or too ugly for a model delete block done i don't have discussion about it Um, but i'm not wasting my my time about the clicks anymore you know like about the traffic Mm -hmm. here and there it's just a waste of time and then in the end nobody really is asking about it they're asking for a overview for the year if you do marketing and oh, advertising okay. nobody really cares about a week or a month it always has to be a year and um, also sometimes we get emails how to get more followers pay five dollars here or twenty dollars there and you have five thousand people more or they send us emails um, that we need more comments and more likes on the photos but I'm actually proud about um, that every person who is part of our social media community, it's there because they like what we do. You know, right. no, nobody is paid. Nobody. There are no call to actions, followers on Instagram. Do these
2: for that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. How do you see that? i see that <laughs> discussion time no i mean i don't feel really like anywhere like uh, the social media thing i think i mean sometimes i disagree but like for example like deleted all the 80 comment because i think like internet is all about discussion but that's something else but, no, but there are sometimes some really mm. rude comments you know? yeah but still i mean i think you don't delete stuff from internet but that's just like yeah but how do i mean how do you
1: would feel if i publish a photo from you on instagram and somebody is writing what is that Sorry to use the word, bimbo guy from France doing in that clothes. I even don't have discussion with people like this who have no respect for Mm -hmm. other human beings. Because if you start talking to them, you also give them the chance to believe that they are right because you're answering back and I just delete it. I don't want to have this trolls on, on our feet, for sure. I'm not deleting every comment which is a little bit um, criticizing us, then I'm also talking to them. But as soon as it starts to be personal and really against a moral identity, I'm just deleting it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to help fester negativity, of course. No, for sure. But then it is, like to your point, it's a fine line, like you kind of have to be devil's advocate. Like, like you said, some are kind of negative, all right, whatever. But if they're really really hateful and going out of their way to constantly like berate the artist and then
1: it's unnecessary i also think we do so many beautiful things on our social media i even don't want to read this negative Yeah, but then it's just being
2: a censor when you you know like when do you start to be like a censorship like who are you to censor the people just to say yeah that's something you have
1: to find your own moral line yeah for that you know yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: no, but that's what I'm asking you. Like, where do you start? Like, when is not depends bench? on the day and how many copies. <laughs> 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 Never do it on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but see, I think this is this is great about you guys too, right? Like, you guys balance each other out. You're saying you should do this. You're playing devil's advocate. I think this oh. is a perfect example of how you guys work so well together.
2: No, I mean, and really, that 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 this is happening actually quite a lot of time. I think that's what, like, yeah, like the how strong is actually like we. Able to discuss a lot, and we are always on the balance, and that's actually super nice. And we always keep the laughs, you know, like can have
1: discussions, even in an interview, which normally is not supposed to be this kind of stuff.
2: But then,
0: oh, it's so important, you have to keep it fun,
2: otherwise, why are we here? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Like if it's not fun, then oh my god, (laughs) with the hours and stuff passed, like in the to work only, oh, I bet, yeah, because doing your
0: own thing, you put in so many hours, like you said earlier, if exactly. If it's a Monday and you're like not feeling it, cool. But then maybe Tuesday and Wednesday, you're up until 4 a.m. Yeah,
2: right? and Saturday, Sunday too. So.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so you know it's like. Yeah. Sometimes it has I, to be fun.
1: I have a wish. Sometimes I even dream about it that somebody is just taking the internet off for a week. You know, like oh, no that sounds great. <laughs> internet, no social media, no mobile phone. Everything should just crash for a week. I would take a share i would put myself on the most public space Mm -hmm. here in a place in berlin and just have a look what the people are doing yeah because there are many generation uh, people from from the new generation they don't even know where to go somewhere without google maps or just on snapchat the entire time they'd be
0: so lost and
1: also for us it would be like a week of pure holidays
0: Yeah. I I think there would definitely be a lot less people running into each other on the street. (laughs) I don't know about here, but in New York, everyone's Uh, always bumping into each other. So one of uh, the main goals for the mag, as I was reading online, is to break past um, more of the traditional conventions of the magazine. And originally I was going to ask you what you think really... Great moment over the course of the history of the Mag has been for you breaking down borders. But I guess now that you're really relaunching in 2018, are there any plans that you guys have that you want to share of like <laughs> or not? Of like no, I mean, like we have
2: a lot of plans, but <laughs> we don't want to share. <laughs> no, it's course. way too early. No, but I think that's really exciting because, um, I mean, it's been five years, six years now, and I think 2018 starts really well because we've been really, I think it's the first time we start to really see um, the amount of work we put in the mag and I think this year we're going to be able to do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. which with our mind a bit more free it's really hard to like to say stuff oh, without just, saying stuff so, but like no I mean there's a lot of projects and I'm really actually I'm really excited about this year especially I think mm-hmm. we it's finally the payoff that we were waiting for like not waiting for but like working work for like so long mm-hmm. and also what has been so difficult is like I mean at the end of the day I don't, I don't think people realize but even if we have mm-hmm. a the people around us and of course like a music editor and also some other art editor but like uh, uh, 90% of the time we just like with Marcel and I like working um, in the office the both of us and and sometimes after so many years it's really hard to to see how how the project goes yeah and you always the feeling that oh my god we work so much nothing is happening does it really work and then from time to time you're gonna kind of I don't know like are you bumped into someone that you don't know and out of nowhere, you say, oh, what do you do? I do Calboot. Oh, really, I do Calboot. And say, you do? Wow. And then you start to feel a bit like, you know, because when you yeah. sew in yourself and like, um, with no distance with the project, it's really hard to see where you're at, you know? And I have the feeling, I mean, now, like especially now, beginning of 2018, um, it's going to be pretty amazing. We've been like, yeah, we are on a new, uh, how do you say, new? path. Not a new pile, but like a new injection and like more energy or whatever. But uh, everything's going to be great this year. There is a lot of there is a lot of really good stuff happening, actually. That's it, for my sake. <laughs> yeah, he's how he's it. right. So we, we're planning some really cool stuff for 2018
1: and 19. So uh, the German fashion world needs a revolution. Of but course. we cannot say much. We have to be safe a yeah. little bit, but there are some big things coming. But um, me as a fashion editor, I'm, I'm traveling a lot for fashion weeks and um, that's always the moments where I got all the feedback because normally like Nicolas said before mm. we're sitting on the computer you close the computer emails and in the daily work there's also a lot of negative stuff sometimes yeah. you know uh, how artists are they are not happy with that link here or because the post is online at 5 and not five eleven. there's a lot of bad behavior sometimes oh, okay. um, but going on all those events actually and to see how many people know us and also styling people designers coming and um everybody is asking about kalblut 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 and to see how many people know kalblut and also um to hear from young designers how much they get influenced by what we are doing actually yeah. it's it's always super nice to hear and to see that that's
0: so awesome i know personally it's like when you're just deep in your work right it's hard for you to like really see it for what it is yeah, until you exactly. take a step back exactly and it's exactly. not often that you take a step back because no. you're <laughs> so you know you're no. just work 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 um yeah i mean i personally i love the site i feel like it's such a great source of inspiration just to see what everyone else is doing it it just gets the creative energy flowing you great. know Thank it's you. i love it i can't wait to see what you guys do in 2018. <laughs> <Thanks so much. laughs> And when you come to New York, we have to get together for coffee. Oh my <laughs> yes. God, yes, please. <laughs> um, okay, so on your website, it says that you guys are partners with Vice or... Um, I don't know if it's partners or whatever, but I guess what role do they play and what is it like to work with them?
1: Mm, so it's, it's funny because every, lots of people think we are part of the Vice network, mm-hmm. but actually we're only part of the advice network like the advertising advice had their they have their own advertising okay um, department and we are part of that and um because as an indie publication doing your own marketing advertising can be super stressful and then you know like we are german magazine but in english language germans don't put any advertising in anything which is in english because they think the germans don't speak english also, it takes a lot of time marketing, and we are both not the right persons for, for that. I don't have any patience, and it uh, gives us more time for our creativity, less time for advertising, yeah. but money comes in, and we made it that WISE works with us on our rules.
0: Great. So, since you guys are working with a lot of uh, more young creatives and independent individuals, what are, um, I guess, some pieces of advice that you guys constantly feel you're giving to a lot of these uh, emerging artists and designers? Oh my
2: God, I have so much to wait. <laughs> when you, I, I can't believe that sometimes I'm still getting, I mean, we get both like hundreds of mail per day of submission. Okay. And sometimes I open the mail and I'm just crying. Like, some people just send a mail with nothing inside, just a PDF. And I'm like, seriously? Like, no hi hello my name is I'm sending you this for blah 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 seriously I just get like empty mail and the pdf and I'm like I'm sorry I'm not answering I made this rule like I was like okay I'm gonna have a magazine I'm gonna be like an art editor or whatever and I'm gonna answer to every mail I get because I remember being student and sending mail for like I don't know like an internship or whatever and not getting an answer and I think that's what's the worst, like, at least get a no, you know, Mm -hmm. answer. So, of course, I have some template mails when it's no, or when it's yes, or whatever. But when I get a mail with no hi, my name is blah, 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 with just a PDF, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna insert because it's not possible. I think um, we took the time to, like, open every single mail and to check, actually, the work and the PDF of what people send, which is, you know, like, uh, spend some time, you know. So I'm just expecting that when you send a mail with a submission, I don't like I don't wanna have a full paragraph of like, you know, your story of your life, but like, hello, my name is this is my work, I'd like to be here because and that's it. And then makes me really happy. But sometimes I'm really like, Yeah, I just don't understand. Yeah. People.
0: Well if I mean if it's their work, you think they would be like excited to at least be like, Hi. Yeah, look exactly. at my work.
2: And like, sometimes, I hope you love it. Exactly. And I'm like, What? Still I yeah. Don't, that's uh, crazy. That's really crazy. This and also the next like, stupid mistake, like you send a your submission, so like to like I don't know, like thirty magazine. At least use the CC. I mean, it's not so complicated. Like when I get an email with like oh, into magazine and like thousand hundred magazine in the CC, I'm like. Oh. You yeah, just, just have to hide, like, like, like you just have to hide the other one and I will answer, like you know, the I mean, stupid. Yeah, 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 exactly. We just delete
1: this kind of <laughs> emails because I'm actually I'm not fighting with other magazines about a free story because if 30 oh, yeah. magazines get it and then half of them want to have it, and I don't care how beautiful and nice the story is, um, I just delete it because I'm not fighting at all. And then also it shows me that that artist, designer, model or whoever sent the story they even don't give a fuck where the story will be
0: mm-hmm. published. It's
1: just about getting it out, yeah. you know. And, um, so yeah, I have the same experience as Nicola have from 300 emails, at least half of it is a pain in the ass. Oh I mean, just send a little hello or something. <clears throat> but um, I wish every university, every art school, fashion school, they should give lessons to, to the young artists how to work with new media. 2018. It's a really important part, and as yeah, I said really before, some some designers and artists they are super good in their jobs, how to create, design, finding the right garments, but they have no idea about how to sell yourself. You know, like mm-hmm. um, they don't have time for the research. And I always give the tip to, to young designers: find the right person to to help you to find your place in the world. Also. Um, re- reflecting yourself that you are able to do this, but you're not able to do that and it's nothing bad. If, if you tell yourself, okay, I'm, I'm good with designing, but I'm really bad with press releases and PR, it's nothing bad to get somebody to help you. It's, it's just a good thing. You know, you only have to find the right person who goes with your guts, with your ideas, with your identity, mm-hmm. and it only can help you to, uh, to grow as an artist it's a really important point
0: yeah i think that sometimes people feel like asking for help is a sign of weakness but in a case like that exactly. realizing yeah. it's not your strength. especially story. that
1: realizing is a strange you know it's like yeah. also growing up is something of course human, um, grown up people do you know like <laughs> reflecting themselves and also see uh, good things and bad things mm-hmm. and yeah. um i think that's really important to figure it out quickly because If you send weird emails, ugly photos from the lookbook, like with all the emails we get, if the first photo is not an eye-catcher, I don't have time to look more. And then I'm not not even interested to see more, you know. And then you have to do it also for every publication. The, um, The aesthetic of vice magazine it's completely different to the aesthetic of Kalblut magazine yeah you know and then you have to do a little bit research and i also give one tip um, to every artist and designer i'm talking with um because my grandmother told me once if something really bad happens during the design process or building a brand you can cry a day but get your ass up and make it to something good and that's it works really really well for me and um if something bad happens, I can cry for twenty four hours, forty eight okay. hours, and I'll be the saddest person, but then I get up and make it to something good. Yeah. And true. um so true. It works. It really helps
0: with your mental health too, right? Like yeah. you rather than just like moving on, you have to allow yourself the opportunity to be upset yeah, and just sure. let it out. And let it out. But then you have to it, pick you know? yourself back up yeah, and, exactly. move and, go, and move on and be even forward. stronger. Yeah. Yeah, that's some really good advice. <laughs> I feel like I live by that too. Um, okay, so I've seen that you guys have worked with um, like Studio 183 and mm-hmm. you've done different collaborations with people. Um, and I'm kind of curious what some ways are that you want to push the limits or boundaries or whatever on um, the magazine world. Like, for example, I could see you guys maybe having a constant... Um, like a constant like concept shop, right? Where maybe it rotates with each issue and you guys have different artists and different uh, designers and stuff like that in there. Is there anything like that that you've been exploring?
1: Um, no, not really. It's not one of our ideas for the right. future. Our first office was a little bit that idea. Our first office space was like an older shop. We wanted to have the office space, uh, also yeah, space for showrooms, galleries, but that got broken in directly in the first 24 hours and everything was stolen, so done with that. Uh, now what we like more is those cooperations, um, because we call them partner in crime when we team up with people. Yeah. Like with stores, they always have independent designers. If we do exhibitions, it's always with independent. So it's like independent, independent, that's our theme. You help them, they'll help you, you'll work together. Exactly, exactly. And and building a network to connect people Mm -hmm. and bring the people together. And if there would be only a Kalput store and everything changed with every issue, um, we would be the main person. It would be all about us, us, the magazine. But as I said before, I see myself more as a curator, leading people, connecting people, putting them together that they can create something nice and beautiful yeah. together. You know, and we already have so much work with the web page, with our own projects, the print issue, that a store and working with too much would be yeah, too much. another yeah. child and uh, we have not not now.
0: Yeah. Well that's a good point. I mean like you said, part of the strength is realizing what you should be doing, exactly. and what you should not be doing. Exactly, exactly.
1: No, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. We're dreaming more about me. Um, <laughs> one day we will take over Vogue magazine yeah. in Germany um, because the German Vogue is like the most not necessary Vogue in the world. Nobody talks about <sighs> it. Like no, nobody cares about the German Vogue. And if Kalblut will take over the Vogue one day, catching. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, that sounds like a great dream, but then on the other hand, I feel like...
1: With our rules, for Vogue, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but then...
0: They, Vogue has been around so long, yeah. and I feel like it would be even more exciting if Blut grew so much that it overshadowed Vogue, and people cared so much more about you yeah. than they mm-hmm. do them. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's what the dream should be. Um, oh,
1: but- Sure. <laughs>
0: well you can have it all though
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, I was for, for two years I was running um, with all the Berlin fashion events and fashion week and um, you know I don't like those small talks on events people just come and just blah 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 mm-hmm. and when they ask you how are you and you say oh I'm not good they just leave and um, <laughs> so I never have a theme with all those people and then all those influencer girls and blogger girls they all look the same for me it's always a blonde girl oh. same clothes yeah. It's one girl. It's one type of human being. I feel the same way. And because I never had a theme with them, I um, I told all those people, I want to take over Vogue magazine. <laughs> That's my goal one day. So um, I was talking so much about it that I will never forget this. On one fashion event, the editor-in-chief of Vogue magazine, she came to me like, you are the Marcel from Kaltblut magazine. And I was like, yeah, and who are you? yeah yeah, Christiane Arp. And I even didn't know her name she's from Vogue magazine yeah. and then she introduced herself as uh, Christiana up from Vogue magazine and I was like oh oh, oh, now you are in trouble because I told everybody it's not it's the most not necessary magazine in the world just bullshit I have uh-huh. to go And take it over and I still have 20 years because it's always older people working there you know yeah. and then she offered me an internship uh, <laughs> to show the Vogue people that um, I have the guts to take over um, yeah, Vogue Germany at one day, and I like that. I thought, from that moment, I thought, oh, she's a cool one. Yeah. You know, like, she, she heard that talking from that weird little guy walking around from that indie magazine, and then she came and offered me the internship. I never did that, and I will never go to Munich to do that, but it was just nice. You know, just to oh, go there and take the contacts and oh, that's- actually to see... How Condé a big company, mm. international company with millions of budgets, it's, like behind it's the doors. working. Would be also nice just to have a, a look. look into of course. it. You know? But me and my big mouth, they would kick me out in a week. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, it's not going to work. <laughs> aw. maybe someday. No, I don't see it. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: no. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, is there anything that you guys would like to put out here, in addition to everything that I've asked you?
1: Hmm. No, I think we said everything which yeah, is important really for fine. us. And yeah. have a look for Kaltblut in 2018. Big of yes. big things coming coming yeah. for you. And if you're an artist, designer, feel free to contact us. You'll find everything on the webpage, on social media, and yeah, send us a hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay, and one last thing. So I like to end every episode asking um, the people I'm interviewing what songs or song in particular or artists are inspiring them musically at the moment because i feel like um with algorithms these days pandora spotify discovering music as an isn't quite as exciting as it once was and i love music and i'm all about discovering new artists so i think it's kind of fun for people on the show to share what they're listening to at the moment so each of you guys
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um I'm a big, big fan at the moment since, um, since two weeks or something with that Australian band called Club Sport. Never heard about them, okay. saw them on YouTube. I was addicted. And then on the same day, my music editor put a video from them on the webpage. I even didn't know.
0: Oh, my God. Because I never
1: have a look on her section, what she is yeah. posting. And then I went on the webpage in the evening. And I was oh, it's Club Sport. And then I published them on, on Instagram. And then they start um, stalking us, like... Liking every photos and sending messages. And then I thought, okay, let's have a look. It's a newcomer band. Completely okay. new, I thought. But they are on, on the market since eight years. It's two guys. Oh, wow. I love their music. It's kind of electronic, Lord meets Troy Sivan, Empire of the sun ishish. Okay. It's really good. It's worth to check it.
0: Oh, great. So, uh, is there a song in particular?
1: Uh, I don't know the... Name from the last single I'm listening on on uh, Spotify on repeat.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, and I'm a
1: big fan of Cardi B.
0: Cardi B. Everyone in America loves her.
1: Yeah, she's great. We love you, Cardi B. (laughs) 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 If if you hear me saying something, (laughs) no, she she had that '90s thing. Yeah. And I'm I'm a child of the '90s. In general, my my music. Is stuck in the 90s R&B neo, so uh, Angie Stone. That's my kind of music in stuff. general. And um, with Cardi B, she's bringing that Missy Elliott early 90s hip hop mm. back. I really like yeah. that. So, what's your favorite music at
2: the moment? Uh, I've been. I was checking the name because I don't remember. But like, I've been listening a lot to Little Scenes. That's a rapper from UK. Because I just okay. discovered like from. Actually, there was this great channel on um, YouTube called Colors. Do you know it? Col- colors. Like like Colors. A colors like uh, Colors. There Colors. And they mm. showcase like, um, uh, yeah, a lot of like artists, like kind of um, unplugged session. And I was listening a lot to this channel and I discovered this girl, like little themes. And then I uh, checked the album and that's really cool. So, but usually I'm more like, I'm really, really mainstream. I love like, I don't care. I love pop music. I love what is mainstream. So I've been also listening to the last... Uh, Justin, It's okay. I don't find it like...
0: Oh, wait, does he have a band. new album out recently? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Just he does. Like four
2: weeks, sorry, on Men's of oh, wait, it's that Men new? Of the four, weeks. Weeks? four weeks? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Men of the Woods. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you guys so much for coming on the pod. It was so nice to talk to both of you. I think it's been a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> thank and you so
2: much for having us. Yeah, thanks for
1: coming to Berlin. My <laughs> <Very> pleasure. You. <laughs> <laughs>